Welcome to the Creatives in Focus podcast. Hi, I'm James Reed, a fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume of my epic 12-book fantasy series, Shadow of the Dragon, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by Carl James Anderson to talk about the book he co-wrote with Charles Schulman, who sadly could not make it today. They are the authors of Strange Adventures Among the Post-Dead. How are you doing today, Carl? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's really great to talk to you. Um, we're hoping that uh, Carl's uh, writing partner, Charles, is going to be able to make it, but he's having some technical difficulties. Uh, you know how computers can be. So we're going to press on without him, and hopefully he'll connect at some point before the interview is over. But anyways, for now, we're going to talk with Carl here. So, uh, Carl, I always like to ask a, a dumb question of my guests. So are you a, a morning person or an evening person? I'm definitely an evening person. Okay. So you just burn the midnight oil? Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about uh, how long you wanted to be, be an author. Like, what's your journey towards, you know, getting to this point? Uh, I've kind of always wanted to be one. Um, I started, I've been writing poetry most of my life, and I've I made a few abortive attempts to write stories and novels in my 20s and 30s. And then uh, I, uh, about 2005, I came up with an idea. I was working at a place, and they, it was a midnight shift, and there wasn't always work to do at the moment, so you had to sit at your desk a lot. And I started the, the book, and I told Charles about it after a while, and he's been a good friend, and he's a fellow science fiction addict. So he really liked it, and I've been going ever since on it. Awesome. Yeah, no, I had a I had a job where I opened at a pizza place. So I used uh-huh. to deliver pizzas. And so, like, it was so slow there during the day. But they wanted to get some lunch business. So they couldn't afford to have anyone but the delivery driver working. <laughs> so I literally, like, if there was an order, like, I literally had to, like, um, like just lock the store up and go deliver it. And uh-huh. uh, there was, like, a, like, some call forwarding or something. So, like, another store could answer the phone like no one called like there was like i would take like one or two orders for like up until like three or four in the afternoon when i was there just by myself right and so i read like four of stephen erickson's malazan book of the fallen novels which are like 800 page novels (laughs) (laughs) before um before that that store went under and i lost my job well sometimes it's good to, to have free time on your hands yeah yeah well um Let's talk about uh, your novel, uh, Strange Adventures Among the Post-Dead, yeah. which is, uh, it's about Tom. He's a ghost. Learning the afterlife isn't all it's cracked up to be. Yes, he does. This, uh, this was basically Charles's idea, and he had been working on my series of books, kind of helping me edit it, and proposed this idea to me one day that he says, what if, what if you found out that you were dead and and you weren't going to heaven or hell immediately until your 
till your bones completely disintegrated and there was nothing left of your body. You hung around as a ghost until that happened. And uh, I thought it was an intriguing idea. And, and so he started writing it and we kind of exchanged chapters. Uh, he'd write a chapter for Tom, the good guy, and I'd write a chapter for the bad guy, whose name is Tarhotep, who was an ancient Egyptian mummy who never stopped being a ghost for three or four, five thousand years. And um, it turned into a novel that we got published. So, Oh, awesome. Cool. So um, tell us a little bit about Tom. Like, what's he like as a character? Uh, he's a, I think he was a, a small business owner and he found, he starts the book waking up dead in the cemetery and realizing that he's watching his funeral as they're lowering his body into the ground. And one of the other ghosts that are hanging around there says, you've got a depression in the back of your skull. I think somebody killed you. But um, he's the ghost and he doesn't particularly care what happened to him in life anymore. But he meets some other ghosts and he f- hears about another ancient ghost, one of the people who were buried in a bog and their, so their body never decomposed either has been around for even longer than Tarhotep and he had encountered Tarhotep and learned that Tarhotep was working with Anubis as uh, to try to take over the universe basically okay okay other ancient ghost wants Tom to help him defeat Tarhotep so it's kind of a ghostly war down through the ages all right, cool. So um, sounds like a really sort of clever idea, and I guess <laughs> I'd have to ask Charles <laughs> how he came up with it, but uh, unless yeah, you know the story. I don't know exactly when it or how it popped into his head, but uh, yeah, it was it was kind of fun. It's the story's got some humor in it and some some serious you know things and some battles and romance and all that good stuff. But it was yeah. a lot of fun. That sounds like it. So you, you mentioned that you were he was helping you with your own series. Yes. Uh, yeah. What, what, so kind of what's that about? Uh, that is a, a series, actually, of books called The Song of Tarkirion. Sort of a science fiction fantasy. It's set in the future where man has gotten to the point where the society is, at least from what we would call it nowadays, a, a near perfect place where artificial intelligence and technology have made life very good. People don't have to work if they don't want to, and they have robots to help them and clean the house and all that good stuff. And one of the people that's a very intelligent scientist type kind of gets bored with that life, um, and he talks a few some of his friends into traveling away from that universe, uh, create a world of their own in an alternate universe where they can, they basically build a world that's kind of like a a medieval Disneyland that's uh, peopled with people that think they're in the Middle Ages or, you know, have a lifestyle in the Middle Ages. And these immortal people from our future can adventure there. They can you know, engage in sword fights or whatever they they will, and um, the people in the worlds kind of know that they're in a created world, but they have no idea what created or who. You know, they tend to ascribe it to deities of one sort or another as to how 
how they found themselves in this world, uh, these worlds. Uh, the, there are actually nine of the worlds that are interconnected uh, by shadow ports. The people, certain a small percentage of the beings of these nine worlds can transport themselves between the worlds through a shadow port. They're called shadow walkers. And some of those have wizard powers, which are which they think of as magic, but it's actually high technology. So the the people in these worlds are finding themselves adventuring and fighting against evils, and they gradually so the, the hero gradually uh, finds out that that these immortals created the worlds and and are one of them is fighting against another one. And so he kind of gets drawn into this immortal war. There's actually a series of books. I've got four of them self-published to this point, but there's quite a few more that I am pretty much have written, but I'm publishing them little by little as I perfect them as as best I can. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, uh, Charles, he's just been editing those for you. He's not been like co-writing it with you. No, he he does he does uh, edit them, and he's he's a, a real history buff. He knows an awful lot about history. So when I have a passage that I've written, he'll read it over and say, you know, real medieval people would have done it this way, or is very valuable, so that I get the people to act the way they did. In it's not actual earth medieval but it's the same level of technology and culture so it, uh, i try to make it as, as accurate as possible to what medieval life was like gotcha gotcha so um what has been the sort of a co-writing process been like for you two uh it's actually very interesting uh, for us it's been very uh congenial we seem to be very uh good at working with each other our our particular writing styles are a little different, but um, they seem to mesh. And we we exchange ideas. We come up with, you know, if we realize that, oh, can't do it that way because of this or that. And then we think of kind of brainstorm till we come up with a solution. And uh, it's been very fun. Uh, I've tried writing, you know, smaller things with other people. And usually I just find that I... I can write and other people give up on the project or, or flake out a little bit. But uh, with Charles, it's been very comfortable and very uh, fun. You know, we enjoy calling each other up and going over ideas. And if one of us is stuck, usually the other one can say, well, what about if they do that that way? And that often unblocks our thought processes. Awesome. So you've tried uh, co-writing with other people? Um Mainly on small things, uh, short story type things, but uh, Charles is the only one I've really had success doing it with. Uh, we are, we're currently working on a semi-sequel to the Strange Adventures book. It's, it's set in the same universe, but it's a, a more of a science fiction novel than an adventure or than a fantasy novel, I suppose. Okay, cool. Um, any hints of what that plot's about? It's kind of like Mikhail's Navy in space. Uh, the, the, okay. uh, the owner of a of a private business yacht, space yacht, uh, gets drafted into 
into the Navy of, or, you know, the flotilla of the Space Navy of a of the empire that he lives in who are fighting with another Navy. And so even though it's a big, luxurious ship, it's just a scout vessel-sized thing for, for the war effort. But he... Uh, He's he's mainly a legitimate businessman, but he he will occasionally trade uh, outside the law if, if the thing is uh, lucrative and fairly safe and not you know not too immoral. Um, and so he finds himself doing uh, doing military things, but trying to do a little trading on the side. And, and uh, they encounter a number of strange races and hidden things like that and we're a third of the way through it or so and we this is a little bit more open-ended we don't have a idea where it's going to end yet where the other one we kind of knew from the beginning where we were where we were going to end up so it's it's a little different from in the writing process from it so do you guys do a lot of outlining or not much outlining um we did on the first book we kind of uh and I do in my book. I I couldn't keep track of it all if I didn't have a fairly detailed outline of what's happening. Um, some kind of books you need more than others, but uh, this one we're kind of winging it so far, and it's working out okay. But we're we're thinking that if this one works, that there may be more than one book in this in this adventure. So we'll see how that goes. Awesome. Awesome. So um, you said you used to like kind of dabble in writing in your younger days. Um, like, did you go to school for writing or did you just, you know, this was just like a hobby or I'm not to call it a hobby, but like it was just a, I don't know what I'm getting at. I was a, I was an English major in college. Uh, okay. So I, I studied English and American literature. And uh, when I got out of College, I ended up getting a job as a technical writer, writing computer manuals, um, which uh, kept me busy. But um, I always thought vaguely of, you know, writing writing something, a book of, or two. And the first three or four ones that I did were really horrible. And looking back on them, on the bits and pieces that I started on them, I, I realized, oh. And the, when I first started the uh, Song of Tarkirion. It was a little rough going at first, but the more that I write, the smoother it gets, and hopefully it's it's entertaining. I mean, we all. I mean, I remember my early stuff. I wrote it was all garbage. It t- does take practice. People think that you can just sit down and, and create a novel off the top of your head with no effort, but oh god, no! It's um, it's like writing. Writing is a skill like any other. You have to develop it. Absolutely. Even if you have like an innate like talent for storytelling, that doesn't mean you can. It'll be good at the beginning. You have to, yeah. You have to, you have to hone it. You have to, yes. You know, read a lot, write a lot. You know what is it? I don't know. There's like some. There's some amount of hours you have to do something before like you're kind of professional at it. It's like yes. A thousand hours or something like that. It uh, just, definitely takes work. Yeah, but uh, and it takes a discipline too. I know. I find it very hard to just sit down and write. Like longer than a couple minutes at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, if I get if I get comfortable and, and get going on something, I can I can put in a couple hours before I get tired. But uh, sometimes you sit down and it just doesn't flow too well. And 
but I've been I've been pretty lucky throughout my life and not getting writer's block very much. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I always I don't know. I just work on I work on lots of projects. I also ghostwrite, so I just I have deadlines anyway. So like I don't know. Sometimes you just write. And it feels like you're writing complete garbage. And I don't know. Then you go back and read it and you're like, okay, this maybe wasn't so bad. I know. It's just like I wasn't I wasn't in the mood, but like, you know, I have to get it written yeah. anyways. <laughs> and so I just force myself to sit there and I feel like a blithering idiot. And then uh, I don't know. When I read through it again or on rough drafts or rewriting, I find it's it's not like it's terrible. It's just I don't know. I just it I just didn't I just wasn't in the mood, I guess. <laughs> but oh, yeah. like you know, some days you just you don't want to do your job, but oh well, that's life. Having a know. deadline is helpful. Yeah, again. yeah, you got bills to pay, so you gotta just yeah. just gotta do it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's most days it's not like that. Uh, yeah. Most days, so it's I, fun. I find it uh, very fun. I I enjoy writing, and you know, both Charles and I have that same attitude that if we sell books at some point in our life, that would be great. But we're enjoying ourselves so much that it's it's rewarding in and of itself. Yeah, no, yeah, it's kind of like, but then once you start making money at it, then that's <laughs> then you <laughs> it, it changes things. It's yeah, like, um, it does. I, I think yeah. Virginia Woolf said, um, writing is like sex. First, you do it for yourself, then you do it for your friends, and then you do it for the money. <laughs> so yeah, she's a. It's an interesting quote. I don't know about the sex part, but the. <laughs> But the writing part, I can definitely like. Yeah, no, I can. Yeah. First, you do it for yourself, then you start sharing with people, and they like it. And so you like, oh, you like that, and then you get your paycheck, and you're like, oh, I really like that. Yes. And then you're like, wait, I need to keep getting these paychecks. I'm, I'm still waiting for that part to happen. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, maybe, it's maybe someday. Maybe. Well, maybe you'll get a few. Uh, you saw this because uh, your book uh, that you co-wrote with Charles really does sound like fun, and. Uh, I wish we could have uh, got him on to talk with him, but sadly we are out of time. That's so, yeah. So Carl, if you want to like kind of let us know where people can connect with you and Charles, I think you're both on Facebook. We are or, both on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page entitled "The Song of Tarkarion." That's T-A-R-K-Y-R-I-O-N. And there's also a Facebook page for the strange adventures among the post dead, which is a lot of typing to do, but it's it's a title that at least arouses your interest a little bit, I hope. Yeah. Well, it was really great talking with you, Carl. I appreciate your time, James, and I hope to uh, communicate sometime in the future with you. Yeah. You have yourself a good one. You too. Thank you. This has been Creatives in Focus. You can follow my books on Amazon under JMD Read, or join my readers group, Fantastic Worlds of the Imagination, on Facebook to keep up with news and releases.